You are listening to Sky Women, episode 19, Fit Mom with Dr. Michelle Quirk. In this episode, I'm talking to pediatrician and run coach, Dr. Michelle Quirk, about all things running and exercise in pregnancy and postpartum, from gear to mom guilt and so much more. If you're a fit mom, come join us. Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire women. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hi, Sky community. Welcome to another episode of Sky Women. We are so thrilled today to have a special guest, Dr. Michelle Quirk. Coach Michelle is a pediatrician who is passionate about helping busy professionals to prioritize their well-being through running and fitness. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about your running program and kind of how you got into coaching. Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, I came to running uh, in my early thirties, like you said, so I wasn't always a runner. Um, As a kid, I was the one huffing and puffing, you know, to get (laughs) done with the mile run. And I found running um, at a particularly difficult time in my life and started with um, a 5k and then kind of worked my way up to um, half marathons and marathons and really fell in love with the sport and um, bringing the sport to others. And so I started kind of, well, I was reading about running and how to um, structure training plans and writing training plans for friends and family. And I ended up um, going on to become a coach with the Roadrunners Club. They have a certification program. And I started Mindful Marathon um, to really help busy professionals like us to make running you know, easier and more fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So I found running in medical school. I just started as a stress relief and I had set a goal to run the Cowtown Marathon in Fort Worth and partnered up with a colleague who was saying, well, she actually was almost a natural born runner. You know, she was tall and lean and had run cross country in high school. So it was kind of fun to pair up with her and I would get us out the door in the morning and she would set the pace. I love it. (laughs) That's the way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I know that I have struggled with getting back into running with kids and you had some specific questions about pregnancy and running that you wanted me to help you answer. So let's hear them. Yes. I love it. So I get lots of questions from my athletes um, about running while pregnant and postpartum running. And some of these are, you know, physical kind of issues and some of them are more mindset. And so um, I, I think maybe let's start with running while pregnant. Really the, the biggest question I get is, is it safe to run while you're pregnant? And um, are there certain Uh, reasons why you should or should not. So there's a lot of questions about that to start with. (laughs) Sure. Yes, it is safe to run while you're pregnant, but I would say yes. And it depends. It depends on if you have any medical complications in your pregnancy that would increase your risk. So if somebody has a placenta previa, absolutely no running, but otherwise, yes, if you're a trained athlete, if you are comfortable running, then you can run in pregnancy. The most common barriers to running while pregnant are typically balance, fatigue, 
pelvic floor pressure incontinence. Mm -hmm. Yep. And <laughs> a lot of, um, I think one of the other things is that people um, want to get more active maybe while they're pregnant, but um, I have advised, uh, and you can weigh in on this, that I wouldn't pick up the sport if you are new to it when you're pregnant, but if you have been a runner, um, you know, for, for years and years, then, then it's fine to keep going, but it's not the time to necessarily pick up a new sport. <laughs> right. Great point. Um, yes. Pregnancy is a great time to continue to be uh, physically active. We want you to be exercising in pregnancy. It is going to improve your pregnancy, your delivery, your recovery postpartum. However, we do not want you taking up a new sport. So it, think sports like soccer and running and cycling. Like we don't want you doing those new things that you could potentially get injured in while pregnant. We're not going to take up skiing while pregnant, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Big high intensity sports, but walking, um, yoga, Pilates, aerobics classes, like those are all fine, but taking up a new sport that you could potentially get injured in, in pregnancy. Um, is not typically recommended. Okay, no, that's great advice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, then I always get a lot of questions. This is more about like gear and what, <laughs> what sorts of things you need. So could you weigh in as far as um, sports bras maybe for nursing moms um, and jogging strollers? I get that question a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's start with sports bras. I love this topic because I lived in sports bras for a couple of years, I feel like, when I was nursing and um, carrying around toddlers. I had two that are 21 months apart. It's something that is near and dear to me. It depends on the breast size, but typically I recommend a high support bra, particularly for running. And you want to empty the breast, either pump or feed baby right before you go for a run um, so that you don't have the discomfort of full breast. My all-time favorite um, nursing bra is Brooks. Um, I, I know I picked it up at, at Athleta, but a Brooks running bra. And the thing that I love about it is that it has the straps in the front that come down like a nursing bra. So it's got little Velcro straps and you can adjust it um, to fit properly and you can take it down for nursing. So not only in, you can when you wear it in pregnancy while running or postpartum running, but it's an easy transition. Brooks, um, they, they, not only do they make great sports bras, but they make great sneakers as well. <laughs> yes. Good point. I'm actually in the market for some new sneakers. I need to pick up some Brooks. Okay. And you had a, a sports bra that you liked too, that you like to recommend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love, it's called, um, email. That's the brand. And, um, what I like about it, it's for uh, bigger busted women. Um, and you can check it out on the website. The sizes don't actually, they have their own sizing system. It doesn't mm -hmm. follow bra size, but what I like about it is that it has clasps all down the front. It kind of fits a little bit, kind of like a straight jacket. Like it's a lot of bra, but nothing is bouncing. And right. I noticed, you know, when I started and I was using, um, a different, different, I tried lots of different ones when I started, but my chest would really hurt afterward, especially right. after a long run. And right. so this, I don't get that with this. And, um, to their credit, I wore it for a couple of sprint triathlons. Like I swam in it in a right. lake in a bay and it totally held up fine. So awesome. <laughs> so I like to recommend that one. 
Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's an important point to consider most of the time in pregnancy, the breast size increases and then postpartum, if you're nursing, you have even a more exponential increase in breast size and it can be really uncomfortable. So having a high support bra that works well for you, but some of those sports bras are just impossible to get in and out of. <laughs> so having yes. the, having the front class or having the Velcro straps are super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Jogging stroller. So I love the Bob stroller. That's what we have used for the last seven years. I love the Bob stroller. Um, I have the double just because of the number of kids I have. <laughs> it's worked out really well, but the single or the double, it's got great shock support. The uh, front wheel can adjust to swivel or lock, depending on what you're doing, you know, trail versus being on concrete and it's got adjustable handle. So the height, you know, you want your height to be kind of at hip level and you want to kind of lean forward into your activity. Um, and if it's stationary, sometimes it can create more back pain. And this one has worked really well for the height discrepancy between me and my husband. <laughs> so I love the Bob stroller. Yeah. And I have to say just kudos to um, all of the moms out there running with a jogging stroller. It is very difficult um, if you haven't done it before uh, it and you really have to adjust your your paces so I've worked with my athletes on that just to have expectations around you know if you're going to run with the stroller it's okay it'll be a little bit slower right <laughs> it's fine but you're getting an upper body workout because you're pushing Correct. an extra 40 pounds or so as well yeah exactly exactly so and <laughs> jogging strollers can be expensive but it's always a great idea to look in your local mom groups or facebook marketplace because you can pick them up secondhand they usually don't take a lot of wear and tear and um that's a, a great way to get it at a lower rate that's a great tip i love that <laughs> um okay now I got a question from a runner about uh, running while pregnant and what could she use to support her, her bump? <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, belly bandit, I love the belly bands. Belly bandit has really soft fabric, so they're not uncomfortable or itchy or scratchy. Um, you can really tolerate, but it really supports that low back and your growing abdomen. Love it. Okay. That's a great tip. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, um, moving into maybe, uh, the, the postpartum category, um, I get a lot of questions, um, really when can you start running after you deliver the baby? <laughs> Great question. And it depends on the route of delivery. I mean, you can start walking within days of a vaginal delivery. Um, I mean, like walking for exercise, I should say <laughs> you should be up yes. and walking. <laughs> shortly after your vaginal delivery. But <laughs> when we're talking about exercise, you can be out walking. Um, you can start your exercise, regular exercise routine within a week of delivery. Um, but we want you to avoid injury and soreness. So you just want to remember that you're going to restart back your routine, kind of where you left off at the end of your pregnancy. So don't expect we're going to start back pre-pregnancy activity level. We want to start kind of where you left off and work our way up. And if okay. it hurts or you're sore, stop, give yourself a couple of days and then try again. And usually the pain will resolve over time, whether it's hips or pelvis, because we still have a lot of hormones on board and a lot of relaxing and the that pelvis has to kind of shift and realign. 
Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think um, patience is probably the key with with getting back to it and starting starting low, going slow. That which is yes. good advice for anybody. Anyway, um, starting back to to running after some time off, but but that sounds completely reasonable. <laughs> yeah, and then for a cesarean delivery, we want you to avoid strenuous activity for the first six weeks. So running, sports, CrossFit, aerobics, weightlifting, swimming, all of that. Light activity immediately after is fine. Place the baby in the stroller, go for a walk. Avoid hefty, heavy lifting. So typically no more than 10 pounds. So no more than um, the baby in the carrier is typically the recommendation I'll get. And after six weeks and clearance by your physician, then you can start slowly getting back into your exercise regimen. It's really important for you to remember you've had a major abdominal surgery. So it can take at least, you know, you really have to take it the easy the first two weeks that you start back. You have to give yourself a lot of grace. Don't expect that you're going to pick up where you left off prior to pregnancy. Same as for a vaginal delivery always listen to your body. If it hurts, don't do it. Wait a few days and then try again. But you want to make sure that you have clearance from your OB-GYN because if you've had any complications in pregnancy, preeclampsia, a number of things, you want to make sure that things have resolved and you are clear. Okay. So the, yeah, the general advice is that you should be, um, you know, cleared by your your OB-GYN or your physician before you get back to it, just in case there are other issues as well that we haven't touched on. <laughs> right. Good advice. Right. Okay. Um, there are a couple of ladies who have asked me questions about their um, the pelvic floor. <laughs> it's a big topic. Yeah. Um, but I have one friend who, uh, one athlete who was having some pelvic pain during her last pregnancy. It was her third pregnancy. And she was worried that pelvic pain during the pregnancy would translate into issues after, you know, postpartum and, and getting back to running. And she was wondering if that would necessitate, you know, um, just a different way to get back to running or if that would be a hindrance for her or if she, you know, or if it wouldn't be. (laughs) Right. Right. That's a a reasonable concern. Um, I would say that typically if you're having pelvic pain in pregnancy from the pressure of that baby on your pelvic floor, the shifting of the hips that typically will resolve after delivery. That does is not necessarily going to translate into pelvic pain in exercise postpartum. Oftentimes pelvic floor issues that are hindering running would be, you know, urinary incontinence or prolapse. Um, A pelvic floor physical therapist is a great person to see if you're having any issues with the pelvic floor, or if you're not, I mean, I think that it really should be part of our routine postpartum care to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, but there also are different options um, to kind of work through. So you need to bring it up with your OB-GYN and advocate, you know, to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Some pelvic floor physical therapists will are cash pay and you can see them um, without a referral and work with them just to kind of get everything back. I mean, as, a, as an athlete, it's nice to use the analogy of, you know, if a baseball player had a shoulder injury, he would be in physical therapy for weeks to months to recover from that injury. You've had a major 
injury to your pelvic floor whenever you have had a baby sit on it for nine to 10 months and then birthed a baby through the vagina. Like, and if you've had a C-section, those abdominal muscles have been cut. It's all interconnected. I think a pelvic floor physical therapist is key to postpartum recovery. Yeah, that's a great, a great piece of advice. And I've known um, some women who have been helped tremendously by pelvic floor PT. One of my other runners, um, she asked me a question about form and if there was a way that she could protect her pelvic floor with running, like, is there a certain position she should focus on having her pelvis in, or are there any exercises she could do to strengthen that, um, while pregnant? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. I love that, um, that they're, that women are thinking about this. Um, not partic- not really. Um, you want to keep your core abdominal muscles engaged and your upper body slightly bent forward, uh, when running. Um, and, and the muscles are all connected. So keeping that pelvic floor strong up in the abdominal wall, hips and legs, it's all important. So exercises like the bridge, the pelvic tilt, um, deep diaphragm breathing, that's all important and will definitely help. Okay. Yeah. And I, strengthening the core is always great, whether you're pregnant or not, (laughs) we need core strength for, for running. So those are great exercises for everyone. (laughs) Right. And I know that you had asked me before about the diastasis. A lot of women are concerned about rectus abdominis diastasis, where those are midline rectus abdominal muscles separates them. And I remember telling you, you know, 30 at 35 weeks of pregnancy, um, all of the women in the particular study had diastasis, which is if the rectus abdominis muscle is separated more than two centimeters and everybody is worried about it. They're like, am I ever going to see my abdominal wall return? (laughs) But at, so a hundred percent of women in the study at 35 weeks had diastasis, only 39% had it at six months postpartum. So the majority of people it's going to resolve And the postpartum exercises that you can do to help that are the side plank, the half plank, oblique sit-ups, straight sit-ups, draw in your wall, your abdominal wall while laying on your back um, and while on your hands and knees. Oh, those are awesome. Okay. I have a lot of um, advice for my people now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) A lot of good exercises. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the physical hurdles kind of to get over (laughs) getting back to to running, but there are also some mindset hurdles as well. And, um, a lot of my new moms have actually, no, all moms, (laughs) all of my mom runners have at least some sense of mom guilt when they go out for a run and they just have this feeling that, even to take 20 minutes for themselves to go out for a jog is, can sometimes be too much. And they feel, um, you know, they're, they're leaving their child with their partner or a babysitter and taking this time for themselves that it's somehow selfish. And this is, this is a huge thing that, that I work through with my people. And I'm sure you do as well. Yes. Self-care isn't selfish. 
say it again, moms. <laughs> self-care is self-care selfish. Isn't selfish. <laughs> no, moms need a break too. And working out, feeling strong in your body, meditation with your feet to pavement and release of endorphins, you come back stronger, clearer, more confident. And in the grand scheme, your kids aren't going to begrudge the fact that you had a 20 minute or an hour to yourself. Even if they are screaming and crying and clinging to your leg when you try to leave the door, it's, they save the drama for their mama. (laughs) You're going to be gone 60 seconds and they're going to be over it playing or, um, you know, soothed by someone who is there to care for them. And it's going to be fine. And when you come back, you're going to be stronger and more clear headed. It's just so important that we allow ourselves space to be who we are and to take care of our bodies because especially for those who are trained athletes they have a baby and they don't really know who they are without this level of activity and it's important for their own mental well-being to find that again in whatever that is and I will tell you as a mom of four that even though I was a runner and continued pushing to run my activity level or the types of activities I'm doing certainly have evolved over time and will continue to, um, you know, it recently since quarantine and all of the things that we've had to do with kiddos, I'm having to get my activity in at home. So whether I'm doing a YouTube video, a hit video, or I'm doing the Peloton app, or I'm going out for a run and the kids are riding their bike along with me and I'm pushing some in the stroller, it has continued to evolve. But I think that doing that and letting your children see you be active and incorporating them in that um, active lifestyle it's just great. You're just teaching them great lifestyle, you know, great skills. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, to your point that self-care is not selfish, (laughs) that we, we show up really as a better, a better mom, a better auntie, a better partner (laughs) when we're taking care of ourselves. So, um, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, as far as setting an example, I, I'm not a mom, but I am an auntie and <laughs> I am a pediatrician and I'm trying to set a good example for my patients as well. And just to have them see mama or see auntie as active, you know, and um, see the medals on the wall and just that that's a part of, of family life. And that's, that's how they see me as a runner. So um, I think, yeah, it's, it, all of those lessons that we're teaching them young, it is, it is sinking in and um, yeah. And I think we're showing up for ourselves in the best way we can when we take that time for (laughs) self-care. Absolutely. So drop the mom guilt. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, coach Michelle. It is so fun to collaborate and to be able to answer some questions for your um, crew and also to help to educate um, my listeners about being active in pregnancy. Tell everyone how they can reach you and, and what ways they can work with you if they're wanting to get to running. Oh, sure. 
<laughs> yeah, you can find me on my website, which is mindful-marathon.com. And if you are starting to get back to running after some time off, or maybe after pregnancy, <laughs> there is a walk plan that you can download over there. And there's a blog with uh, lots of helpful information for new runners and old runners and everybody in between. <laughs> and uh, right now I'm taking one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. Um, and I should have a group program for a 5k coming soon, but for now, um, I'm taking one-on-one -on -one clients, so you can reach out to me through the link on the website. We'd love to have you. Awesome. <laughs> and thanks for having me, Dr. Carolyn. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. This is fun. A big thank you to Coach Michelle. Dr. Quirk, thank you so much for your time today and chatting with us about all things pregnancy and postpartum fitness. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you would like an osteopathic adjustment in pregnancy and postpartum with Sky Women's Health, you can find us at skywomenshealth.com or at Sky Women's Health on Instagram and Facebook. And you can always also find me at Dr. Carolyn Moyers. We believe everyone deserves a joyful pregnancy. Rely less on medication and more on your body's alignment so that you can continue doing the activities you love. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.